like so many others, who you are is largely a result of your past. We have so many positive and not so positive experiences that we start to doubt ourselves and our place in this world. Let the healing process start now. Welcome to Shift Happens with Karin Weary, Ida Serena Lee, and John Kennedy. When you start to focus on healing from the inside out, you'll learn so much more about your own health, your well-being, and your state of mind. Once you've started on that, the rest gets a little bit easier every day. Now, here is your host, Karin Weary, and this week's co-host... Hello, everyone, and happy Tuesday. Welcome to Shift Happens. I am your host, Karen Weary. And when I am not on here, what I do is I am a licensed marriage and family therapist. And I work with people in a really cool way, if you ask me, (laughs) because I think what I do is so incredibly empowering and and life-affirming. And truly gives people a new leg on life. Sometimes for the first time ever, they're able to actually enjoy life. And I use a particular modality called EMDR. And now I've added another incredibly powerful yet gentle um, modality, which is frequency healing, which is very, like I said, a very gentle way, but powerful way of helping people on a physical, mental, and spiritual level, which we will be talking more about next Tuesday when I have uh, my guest, Tara Grace, coming on. Um, So we will be talking about that more in depth next week today, though, on Shift Happens, because on this show, this is really all about making choices, helping people become empowered into knowing what are your opportunities? What are your options? What are the things that you can do that you are empowered to do that you may not even realize that you're empowered to do? Um, Because sadly, in our world, both in the micro world, in our family, uh, but also in the macro world with media and school and all of these different kinds of things, we tend to be given very disempowering um, beliefs and and, uh, limiting beliefs. So today we are talking about choosing timelines, choosing destinies, which is all about how whatever it is that we choose to focus on will, and the decisions that we make, we make little micro decisions all day, every day. And then sometimes we have big macro decisions that we make. And that all of those both the little micro decisions that we make throughout the day, as well as obviously the big macro decisions, can, will change the projectile of our life. And w- which means that's that's another way that I'm talking about with regards to the timelines. So uh, let's go ahead and and roll back just a little bit and talk about how... Um, how the choices that we make, they accumulate over time. And um, for example, you know, there are many times that we, there are events that we have no control over. Those are things that happen to us. Uh, It could be a hurricane. It could be a car accident. It could be um, a lot of different things like that. Um, And 
you know, what other people choose to do. Um, and then there are, there are events that we do have control over. And again, many times we either choose not to take responsibility for them or we choose not to see our own role in those events. And then there are times where we, for well, an example of not um, taking responsibility would be, for example, what say, for example, you had a test or you had a performance, whether it's a speech or dance or theater or whatever it is that you do to perform, you had to do a presentation for school or for your career, and it didn't go well. Well, you have a couple of options. One, you could give up. It's like, oh, I suck at this. I'm never going to do this again. <laughs> or you could decide to go, oh, crap, that really sucked. I did not like my performance. I did not like how that went. So what that means to me is that I need to really get back into the gear of things and practice so that I can be better for next time. So let's think about somebody like that everybody knows, I am sure, Michael Jordan. And so imagine, you know, because I think most people know that in, in high school, he was not doing so well playing basketball. And, you know, rather than giving up, he, he which he certainly could have, a lot of people have and did, um, he decided to, that he needed to go ahead and just practice and get better and better. And he wasn't picked for his high school team at first. And, you know, he had a uh, family backing in, with regards to his mom told, well, you know, what are you going to do about it? Are you going to go for it? <laughs> and he went for it. And he was also was watching a show where they were talking about, you know, the, that particular team, you know, Michael Jordan and all the other team players at, back in the day there and how he had a really competitive uh, relationship with one of his brothers especially. And a lot of that was what really had the fire in him and made him really, really practice hard. And so in that moment right there, as a high school kid, he really made a choice. He chose timelines right there. What if he had given up in high school and decided, yeah, you know, the coach is really right. I really suck at this base basketball thing. What would the world look like? <laughs> what would his life have looked like? Who knows? You know, and and to talk about again to just continue down the path of Michael Jordan, since so many people know him, everybody does. Uh, another time where uh, he chose timelines was when his father was murdered, and he was really super close to his father, and that was really that would be hard for anybody, but especially when you're close. And what he decided at the time was to retire from basketball. And you know, this was this was, and then you can look at, oh well, did he give up then? Well, I don't know. Uh, maybe, maybe not. Maybe he needed some time to heal, and he chose himself over uh, everybody else, and needed to take some time to heal. Now, what he also did was he went ahead and he did something that he just enjoyed to have fun with, like playing baseball. And obviously, he was such a incredible athlete that he could just jump right in and become a, a major league baseball player. Um, and so, and when played golf and then at some point he came back and played more basketball. 
But it just goes to show um, several different things about how when we go ahead and we take a look at what's going on in our life and then make decisions based on that, that sometimes, you know, it's, it's good for us to go out and just go for it. And sometimes it's time for us to do, to take time to do our healing and do what we need to do to get better. And, you know, and then also pay attention to, are we having fun in life? Because we can also get so caught up in our everyday chores and, and routines and taking care of kids and work and all those kinds of things that we sort of forget to have fun. And I have certainly been in that in that role before. And I have to remind myself sometimes, even though what I do, I, I love to do, but it's a different kind of fun that you have when you are working and doing something you really love and when you're out and actually traveling and doing other kinds of things. Now, what we do here on Shift Happens, the whole point is, as I was saying in the introduction, is about making decisions and and realizing that we have choices. And all of that has to do with mindset. Where are we with our mindset? And that goes back to, well, are we taking responsibility for our part in whatever the situation is? Because in the case of, well, I didn't perform well on a test, for example. Well, did I do the best that I could? Did I study really hard? Did I get the, the best study materials? Do I, if it was a play or a dance or a presentation, did I practice well enough? Did I need to go ahead and maybe, uh, you know, ask my family or somebody, some friends to, that I could practice in front of to get in front of them? Maybe I should practice in front of the mirror, see what my facial expressions look like. Maybe I should videotape myself. That's the real test right there when it comes to doing presentations and videotape yourself because then you really see what you look like from the outside. And even though it might be painful and uncomfortable in the beginning, you're going to be so happy that you did it because you then have the opportunity. Check out these words. You had the opportunity now to make those changes so that you can make yourself get up there and look really good. I'm telling you. Now, because many of us, I know I have a tendency to fiddle with my fingers. You know, I kind of do this thing with my fingernails. It's a self-soothing kind of thing. Most people have some sort of little thing that they do that is self-soothing, which can be distracting if you are, let's say, doing a presentation. So becoming aware of it so that you can do something else, maybe... If you have this this finger twirly thing that you do when you're a little nervous and when you're not paying attention, you're self-soothing and you're doing a presentation, and you don't want to be doing that during your presentation because it doesn't make you look good. It makes you look insecure and you know, you're not coming off the best and uh, on your best foot. Then what you can do is that you can maybe figure out something else. Maybe you can put loop your thumbs in your in your belt loops or something like that. Yeah. Hold, hold the pointer or something so that you can, uh, again, make the choices to, to prepare yourself in a way that's going to make you do better 
with regards to what it is that you are putting out into the world. And this really has a lot to do with getting clear this whole choosing timelines. We, we in reality, choose our destiny with these timelines. And Michael Jordan was a perfect example. He chose, when he was in high school, his own destiny because he decided not to give up on basketball, but to really dive in and put himself through the rigorous practice that it took to get him to that level that he played at. And he is truly a legend in the sports world. So so here's the thing is that uh, when we have these kinds of situations where, uh, let's just again use the Michael Jordan example. So he could have sat back and said what all of us do at some point or another. We say, why me? Why is this happening to me? This is usually the first question that comes up in people's minds when something happens that we don't like. We don't usually, most people don't ask, why me when something good happens? Let's say you go, you win the lottery. It's like, oh, why did this happen to me? I must be a horrible person. Yeah, I mean, we, when it's something that's good, we take it right on, right? But if there's something that was, you know, something that's challenging, immediately we own that we're not good, which, which goes to take a look at what are some of those underlying negative messages. Obviously, it's really easy to feed those negative messages that we have. I mean, I had this experience a little bit myself this morning when I was at a networking group, and there were some things that happened that really triggered my old insecurities from growing up. You know, these things can it be really powerful and can be deep, deep rooted. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I am 51, almost 52 years old now. I'm, we're, I'm talking about something that got triggered, something really subtle and simple. And, and I, I recognize being in the space that I am, that this was my own thoughts, my own interpretation <laughs> of some little things that happened. Nothing really, it was all good stuff that happened. But the way I interpreted it was that I was not being acknowledged and which was not true and that then you know brought up my own insecurities from back in in grade school and high school so uh so these again these, these are powerful and when people say how oh well it was something that happened a long time ago you know i'm over it i'm past it if it triggers you then you're not past it <laughs> let's just let's just put that out there and uh so we can choose, and this is this little uh, tip right here is really powerful. If you find yourself and you pay attention to the fact that you're saying, why is this happening to me? Here's a nice little tip that can flip that script. You can ask yourself, how is this for me? You know, and, it, and you might go, well, how could a car accident be for you? Well, here is the thing that uh, in, in many cases, what happens, say, let's just say, you know, it's a, it's a diagnosis, like a cancer diagnosis or, um, you know, a bad car accident where somebody gets injured badly. Um, and so how could this possibly be for me? That's insane. You know, 
You must have lost your mind to have want me to ask that question. And what happens is that when you really look at how is it for you, that in many cases, people may be able to have this time as a little bit of a downtime, even though it's really stressful because you're trying to figure out how to survive, how to figure things out financially, how to all these different things. But it's still a downtime. It's kind of like you got whacked upside the head and you now you have time to sit down and think because maybe before you were just going 90 miles an hour and now you have time to contemplate to uh, maybe it's a time, how is it for you? Maybe you uh, figure out that maybe you need to reprioritize your life that maybe some of the things you thought were really important like, you know, having a fancy car or um, working your, you know, working 60, 80 hours a week and not seeing your kids, you know, those kinds of, because you wanted to provide and have money for them to do all of these different th- kinds of things. However, you don't really get to see your kids and you're totally disconnected from them. Maybe you did make that decision in that moment that maybe that's not what's important. Maybe it's important, more important for me to, do something where I have more flexible time and maybe make less less money, and but I'm connected with my kids. And so that could be something how, how these kinds of events could be for you rather than why is this happening to you. And again, this is part of choosing destinies by how you choose to look at the situation. And... Uh, because we can all become a victim and we can all become weak in those situations. And that doesn't really serve us. That doesn't get us forward. It doesn't move us forward feeling in that space. So, so this is where, again, when we take the power back and we choose what it is we're going to focus on, your whole trajectory, your whole life starts to change. We are going to um, move on to a few messages. However, what I want to just share with you, with circling back to what I was talking about in the beginning with uh, frequency healing, I am uh, offering uh, complimentary scans, which can show you a lot of things that are going on in your life that could help with regards to pinpointing some areas to focus on and improve and uh so that is what i am offering for you guys uh, a complimentary scan so you would reach me you can reach me here um on shift happens on facebook page uh we can reach out to me via email which we have running in the commercial or you can call me at 386-848-5170 so we will be right back uh talking about choosing timelines, choosing destinies right after these messages. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Insights Dramatic Weight Loss Coaching Program is a transformational program healing you from the inside out so you can finally achieve your healthy weight for good by resolving the underlying reason why you've been holding on to the weight. 
The program features nine transformational individual sessions. You'll rebuild gut health and reduce inflammation. It's not a diet. Instead, you'll learn how to make peace with food and develop clean eating as a lifestyle. Visit InsightsCounselingCenter.com to find out more. Can grief be good for you? Absolutely. It gets your attention, helping you evaluate your choices and relationships. Your losses define who you are. Tune in each week for Good Grief with host Cheryl Jones. Our show features those who have made incredible transformations by grieving their losses. You'll learn how to find your courage and strength. You'll discover the important things in your life and how to let go of things that are less important. Good Grief airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health and Wellness. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Listening to Shift Happens with Karin Weary. Do you have a question or comment about today's program? If so, we'd love to hear from you. Call in to the live show at 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. Or send an email to Karin W at insightscounselingcenter.com. Remember that Karin is spelled K A R I N. Now, back to Shift Happens. We are back here at Shift Happens. I am Karen Weary, your host, and today we are talking about choosing timelines, choosing destinies. And this is all about really mindset. Where are where is your mind? And um, when I talk with people about that, I use the analogy a lot about how we can be totally involved and in this heated moment when things are going on and we can get lost in this moment in the emotions of it and in all the drama if it's drama that's going on it's really easy to get hooked into that and and all it's like a big tidal wave that comes over you and you are all wrapped up in that tidal wave and feeling like you have no power over it whatsoever. Let's say an example of that would be uh, being in a di- going through a divorce, and it's a really toxic, uh, horrendous divorce where there's fighting about the kids and who gets what, and um, you know, is stretching the whole thing out and saying inflammatory things and just 
bringing out all the worst and the and the the all the worst in in the other and in yourself and and what happens is that and yeah I know I'm not I'm not saying these things are easy but what happens is that uh, we can go ahead and get really all caught up in that and lose focus, lose track, because we really, in that moment, what's happening is that our brain is in fight or flight mode. Now we have to survive and we have to use all of our attention on surviving this moment right here and now, you know, so this person that you used to love and you had this wonderful thing going on with at some point, even if it was a very short period of time, um, now is your biggest worst enemy and that's all you can think about you, you know even when you don't have any engagement with the other person they're in your mind at the forefront of your mind replaying situations over and over and over again and getting all worked up and upset about it even when you're not having any in, any interaction with the person and so what i talk about then is really taking steps back in this case you might need to take like 10 giant steps back, like zoom out as though imagine that you are a photographer and you had the big zoom lens. You can zoom all the way in up close or you can zoom way out. And in this case, when you're way too close, you're all caught up in this tidal wave of, of the, the drama of the divorce and the ugliness and the divisiveness and all that. Zoom way out, as far out as you need to go. You can like zoom out from as though you're looking from outer space. <laughs> so however far out you need to go is where you go. And now you can breathe for one. Yeah, because that's a big piece. When we are all stressed out, we tend to get to a place where we're not even breathing. We're just taking little shallow gulps of you know, sips, not gulps, sips of breath, breath, which is not, we're not getting oxygen to our body. We're not getting oxygen to our brain. And, you know, we kind of need oxygen to operate. And so, so that's just fueling the, uh, the, the flames even more. And, and then look at where you can detach, because here's the thing is that we get to a place where we, put our claws in and we resist that change with all of our might. And we're putting all of our attention and strength and focus on that. And the more we do that, the worse off we are, you know, because literally, even if you're not literally putting your claws in the other person and holding on emotionally, you are, if you think about it. You know, because when you're stressed out, what do you do? All your, all your muscles get all tense. And so when you let go and you surrender, and when I use the word surrender, I'm not talking about uh, letting people walk all over you. I'm talking about, I'm talking about it is as in accept what's going on. Accept that this other person right now, they're in this space that they're in. They're angry, they're hurt, they're whatever. The the new you know title that people love to throw around, it's the new popular diagnosis that everybody likes to diagnose everybody as narcissist. So 
you want to throw that on there, whatever, because that's what everybody seems to love to do right now. I'm not a uh, diagnosis, even though I am licensed to provide diagnoses, diagnoses, sorry. <laughs> um, I, I'm not a big fan of them unless I really absolutely have to put one on there because I know from my personal life and from my professional life that really what people what we're all doing is we're just reacting to life as it is happening to us, which is why I love to do what I do because through my own journey, I have also learned how to master my emotions and where I go and then I can do that for other people. I can't do it for them, but I can I can coach and teach other people how to do the same thing because this way we can go from this little person because that's really what we become when we're in that space. We be, we're not the adult selves that we are. We we turn into that little three-year-old, that little scared heart, three-year-old, five-year-old kid that we once were, and we're hanging on to our mommy or daddy's leg with all of our might, and we're screaming, and we're having a big temper tantrum, and we're letting the world know. <laughs> That's what's really happening when we go into that mode, that toxic, divorce kind of, I hate your guts mode, I want to make your life miserable because we're not together anymore. And uh, that it has nothing to do with being an adult or anything like that. That is a hurt little child in a grown body. And, and what we can do when we're in that space is that, yeah, we can participate. We can become our own little three, four, five-year-old kid and, and participate in that, uh, you know, sandbox uh, fight of throwing sand and buckets and spades at each other. But where are we getting with it? And especially if there are kids involved, what are we teaching our kids? It's not good. So, and, and we're just stressing ourselves out as well. We are choosing a very low-level timeline when we are making those kinds of choices. So when we, instead of hanging on for all of our might, we surrender, we let go, and we surrender. And... And allow, as in, okay, you can say all the car- the, the garbage that you want to say. You can, you know, um, whatever it is that you need to do. I know who I am, and I especially know who I am and what I stand for when I do not participate. Because my actions, they show who I am, and as just as your actions show who you are doesn't matter the words that come out because what happen, what's happening is they're just really wanting your attention and you to interact with them because they're, they're going to get your attention. It's just like a little child. You know, if a child isn't getting positive attention and they're getting neglected, then they will, they prefer negative attention over no attention. So they'll act out. And this is what you see in schools and at home and whatever. When, when kids, they are not getting what they feel that they want and need. <laughs> so they start to act out. And again, since we are talking about how we in grown bodies turn into little kids, 
on the inside, that is exactly what's happening. So what you can do is not participate, step back, you know, unplug the phone, turn the phone off if that's what you need to do, because we do have the power to do that. That is also a choice that we have. We can turn that phone off so that they cannot call and send texts and all that stuff that gets us inflamed and aggravated and pulls us back into that that tidal wave of uh, god-ugly uh, emotions and feelings. And when you do that, now you can focus on breathing. You can focus on healing. You can focus on settling down. You can focus on allowing your muscles to relax. You can focus on letting all that dust that's going on in the the the, the sand, you know, uh, desert storm that's going on in your head settle down finally, so you can gain some clarity, and you can gain clarity on what you want, how you want to show up in the world, and in the world includes with your egg. Let's just use the toxic divorce because it happens so much. Uh, the toxic X and you can choose how you want to show up. So I don't like if I show up as a raving maniac, I can, however, choose that if I have to have interactions with the toxic X, that as long as the person, you know, speaks in a decent way with respect, or at least not without disrespect, then I can engage in whatever it is that we need to talk about to smooth things over, to work things out. If there are kids involved, figure out what's going on with the kids. But the minute that you go into any kind of disrespect, I can hang up, I can leave, I can, you know, uh, delete the email or whatever it is that I need to do. And that is how then you, that is the control that you have over that situation because you don't have any control over the other person you only have control over what you do do you react which is blow all up or do you respond and over time whether you choose to react you are choosing a particular timeline and that is that timeline that leads to chaos stress nervous breakdown uh you know possibly uh, bad relationships with your kids one way or another and uh, you know, burnout. Uh, it you could be so bad that you, you lose your job because you can't focus. Um, you know, a lot of bad things can happen. Physical illness, as we talk about here, because chronic stress does lead to physical illness. So a lot of things like that. And so that is where your choices in those moments truly have a compound effect on what the trajectory of your life is going to be. Or if you choose to do the other way where if you interact with me with respect and then we can go ahead and have this conversation the minute you choose not to choose uh, interact with me with, with interact with me with respect, then I'm going to end this conversation. Now, I am in control of what I am capable of being in control of. And I am choosing a space where I have respect for myself 
because I'm not allowing other people to treat me that way. And I'm allowing myself space to relax, to get grounded, to get settled down, I to not get pulled into that horrible tidal wave that feels uh, horrific. And I'm choosing to become the master of my emotions and how I interact with the world around me. And that has then an effect on my physical health, my mental health, my spiritual health. So you see how these, what, how we choose to, um, to respond, because I call that responding rather than reacting. When we choose to respond rather than react, we are choosing a different timeline. And that is one of self-respect. You tend to gain much more respect from people around you in the environment and, you know, uh, physical uh, health in, in that aspect. And, um, and just in being more grounded and settled in yourself. And that's, that's such a beautiful space to be in when you can Okay, it's not about never getting upset. It's about shortening your recovery time. So the if you can recover now in a couple of minutes rather than a couple of weeks or months, think about what a difference that's going to um, what a difference that's going to make in your life. So if it used to take you months to get over something, and now you're working on shaving that time down to one month, and then you shave it down some more to Oh, a couple of weeks, and finally you get to where we're, we're just talking about, you know, 30 minutes oh, compared to two months. That's huge. And I think what a what a enormous change that'll make in your life when you can do that. It's incredibly empowering. And, and you just show up in the world in a very, very different way. There's more of a calm energy emanating from you, and people can feel that. And uh, that means that, you know, it, you're more pleasant to be around. So people uh, can, they, they can feel it and they, they want more of that. They want more of that nice, calm energy. And because that affects them. Now you are affecting them in a way where they are going to feel calmer when they're around you. And as a matter of fact, there's some interesting uh, research that I'm going to share in the last segment of this show where it just shows how incredibly powerful becoming the master of your emotions is that it affects the environment around you. It's going to blow your mind. It blew my mind. And um, talk about shift happens. Where on the show, we talk about how powerful you are. A lot of this has to do with frequency and because we are energy, energy is a vibration, right? It's a frequency. So one of the things that I do is provide frequency healing when I work with people. So you can, right now I'm offering uh, complimentary scans, which then leads to uh, knowing what kinds of frequencies that your body needs. And uh, that is something that I would love to talk with you more about uh, outside of here. And also tune in next Tuesday when we will be talking the entire show about frequency healing. So we will be back right after these few messages. And you want to tune in to the last segment because I am going to be talking about how powerful 
becoming uh, that empowered, calm person in, in your world, in the world, is that you can affect people around you, the, the situations around you. So tune in. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Insight's Dramatic Weight Loss Coaching Program is a transformational program healing you from the inside out so you can finally achieve your healthy weight for good by resolving the underlying reason why you've been holding on to the weight. The program features nine transformational individual sessions. You'll rebuild gut health and reduce inflammation. It's not a diet. Instead, you'll learn how to make peace with food and develop clean eating as a lifestyle. Visit InsightsCounselingCenter.com to find out more. your health where you think it should be if you're like most people the answer is probably not where can you get the answers you need to get on the right track the answers start on occupy health each week host dr susan downs and her guest experts will answer your questions as well as prepare you for questions you'll want to ask your health provider you'll want to plan for your optimal health with occupy health listen fridays at 11 a.m pacific time 2 p.m eastern time on voice america health and wellness Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. The show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, president and CEO of the Cancer Support Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. listening to Shift Happens with Karin Weary. Do you have a question or comment about today's program? If so, we'd love to hear from you. Call in to the live show at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to W at insightscounselingcenter.com. Remember that Karin is spelled K-A-R-I-N. Now, back to Shift Happens. And we are indeed making a lot of Shift Happen today. Uh, I am Karen Weary, and today we're talking about choosing timelines, choosing destinies. And this is something that is just so incredibly powerful. And right before the last uh, few messages ran, I was talking about some incredible um, research that has shown what happens when we are able to maintain heart-brain coherence, such as being in a state of meditation. It could be meditating, it could be prayer, whatever, kind of the same different ways of doing the same thing. You are in a con- concentrated state of being, uh, of a, in a state of 
calm, in a state of peace, in a state of relaxation, in a state of love and appreciation. And that doesn't mean that you just flip a switch and, oh, there I am, I'm in bliss land. It it can be something, it, it comes and it goes and it comes and it goes. So again, it's about mastering that. It's about paying attention to observing yourself of where you're going. It's like, oh, but there I went. I went off on a tangent there. I'm supposed to be focusing on on this thing. I'm supposed to be focusing on, you know, my breath. I'm focusing on calm. I'm focusing on the ocean, whatever it is that we have going on in our head um, that puts us in that state. So so when people say, I can't meditate, it doesn't do anything for me. Well, again, many times it's really about practicing. And even with a lot of practice, some days are going to be better than others. So it's not about perfection because nothing in, in life is about perfection. You, you can strive for it. You can go for it. Um, but I think really it's more about I'm more about mastering, more about uh, being in tune, being in tune with yourself, and and learning how to how to maneuver back and forth through the ebbs and flows of life. Um, because again, the more that we can get to a place where we recognize, oh boy, I've kind of gone off track here and I need to get back on track, then we're going to be in a better place. So the, some of the studies that, that came out, I, and I had heard of, of, of some of these here where, for example, you get a group of people who meditate and uh, then at the same time, at the same day, uh, and the things like um, accidents will go down, crimes will go down. They, you know, go in and measure the this, look at the statistics of what all has happened in that area during that time while these people were meditating. Um, now, uh, you know, uh, financial things like stock markets or whatever increase. So it's incredible what happens. And it, it, this is not just, you know, a couple of studies that, that have been done and, and they look at that. Now, this has been repeated over and over again. The most significant one that I, that I heard about, because I'd heard about how uh, they had also uh, put people different places in a war zone. But then somebody, I can't remember who it was I was listening to recently, but they actually got to speak with um, with some of the people who were in that study, who were doing the meditation in this war zone and what they uh what they found out was that they were actually in this building and and the the you know the firing and bombing whatever was going on right there right outside the doors and, and you know and, and they had to talk about choosing timelines choosing destinies the group of people in there they had to in that moment make a decision okay do I get up and run and and scream and hide for my life, run for my life? Or are we going to stay, do this thing that I believe in, that I've read and that, that I've practiced and I believe to be true and hold my stance, hold my, you know, hold my groundedness. And so imagine uh, having to be in that situation, wars going on right outside your doors 
And you have to manage this state of being grounded, calm, centered. They had to do some work there. <laughs> that was not just something they flipped on a switch and listened to some nice ocean sounds and, and birds singing and whatnot. No, they were doing this meditation with bombs and gun firings and whatnot right outside the window. So they stayed and they, you know, they stayed in that place and they, you know, continued to meditate to the best of their abilities. And 20 minutes later, it got quiet outside. The bombing and the shooting stopped. (laughs) And they were just breaking down crying because, you know, the stress and the relief and all that kind of stuff. Um, there's heart math. They uh, did in, um, uh, what do you call it? Studies where they put measurements on people. Again, just to show how they, they, they and they showed that, the you know, when people who were neighbors and didn't know each other and they measured whether they were calm and whether they were in heart-brain um, coherence and coherent brain and all that kind of stuff. And what they found was, you know, if there was a neighbor that was calm and coherent and had the heart-brain coherence going on and, and everything in balance, and the two neighbors on, on either side were not in that state, after a while, the neighbors would begin to get calmer and and more coherent and not by their own accord, but because the one neighbor was incoherent. So it it emanates, your energy emanates across through walls, through all kinds of barriers, and because it's frequency. And it sounds crazy, but then if you think about it, how you know we don't know radio waves and Wi-Fi waves and all that. We can't see it. We can't really, you know, if, maybe if you're an engineer, you can think about it and, and envision it, but I can't. Uh, but we, we don't question it. We just turn on the button and that the on button and there goes your Wi-Fi and your phones and, <laughs> and the radio signals. And we don't think about it. We don't have to know exactly how everything works in order for it to work. We just have to know that it works. And so this is something that is super, super powerful. An example was I had somebody in my office today, and I usually will ask on a scale from zero, being no stress to 10 being the most, where are you now on this thing that, you know, and I had, I was going over some things that I had taught the person to practice and encouraged them to practice between uh, our, our visits. And so this person had a really bad accident happen, has some, you know, physical things that are going on that's healing, but it was scary. It was painful. Uh, a lot of things. And um, affected a lot of things in that person's life. Lost the job, you know, yeah, trouble with the, with the, with the, you know, their intimate partner and all kinds of things. So, um, and one of the things that I asked the person to do was they had a lot of worries, not just about their own situation, but also about some people in their family. And so I asked the person to go ahead, you know, first, where were they on the scale from zero to 10? Zero being no distress, 10 being the most. They said that they were at an eight. So then I had the person think of this family member and imagine that they put them in a bob in a bubble 
and then fill that bubble with all the love and anything else positive and good that they had that they wanted to send to that person that was really important to them. And so took a little bit of time, gave him some time to do that, and then had him breathe. A lot of times, again, we forget to breathe. And when he was done with that, that was maybe 60 seconds, something like that. He was down from a, from an eight to a three, you know, so that's five points. And um, so that was, that was huge. And then I had the person go ahead and uh, imagine the other people in their family and, you know, they went down even, even further. I think they came down to one. And, um, and so this was just, again, just a couple of minutes of, Focusing on something that was positive in their life or not something that is focusing on their feelings about somebody that's important in their life and sending that to them. And um, and then later, as we were working on the trauma that uh, he'd gone through, I uh, got really caught up in that. So it's like I was working on getting him out of that gear and into, okay, well, let's focus on, you know, seeing, imagining the cells in your body that are healing because you are healing and just imagine what your cells look like and what that, uh, the, the, the healing process looks like and whatnot. And I had him a couple of times really focusing on that and he felt better and better and better. And, you know, he went from, because when he was thinking about the trauma, he went back up to a nine. So now he's back down to a two and a three and was feeling happy, weight lifted off, able to think clearly and whatnot. Again, the point being that what we focus on will change our stress levels, will change how we feel mentally about about a situation. Even when there is nothing that has changed other than what we're thinking about. So this truly is the power that we have in our lives of where we can choose. Even when bad things happen, we can choose to focus on on opportunities. We can focus to, we can choose to surrender in the moment, to let go rather than resist. Letting go and surrendering is is softer. We let we relax, we breathe, we can think, we detach from that. And when we resist and we fight and we let go, you know, we, we think that we're being strong and this, that, and the other, but we're really being weak and we're becoming, we're allowing ourselves to become the victim and to, uh, you know, to get into reaction. So I, for one, choose surrender and empowerment over reaction and victimhood. And with that, I encourage you to go out and experiment with these things, practice, so that you truly can shine your beautiful inner life because the world needs you to do so. We will see you next Tuesday where we are going to be talking about frequency healing. Talk to you then. Thank you so much for tuning in to Shift Happens. Please join host Karin Weary, Ida Serena Lee, and John Kennedy for another edition of our program next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. 
We wish you continued success as you discover the true you.